welcome to New Manager Media, Manage Right from the Start with Jennifer Takagi. I'm Jennifer, a former climber of the corporate and government ladders turned leadership development entrepreneur. I'm a leadership coach helping you transform your office from feeling like a prison cell into a playground where employees are energized, engaged, and eager to work. Stress is reduced. Productivity is increased. Communication is seamless because playgrounds are much more fun than cubicle cells. Leadership development might seem like hard work, but leadership done right helps you create the team of your dreams. Each week, I'll bring you an inspiring message to pave the way to your successful journey into a leadership role. Thank you for joining me today. Now let's get started. Hello, it's Jennifer Takagi with New Manager Media. Manage right from the start. Today, I want to talk about why it is so important to make friends with people in your human resources department. Sometimes it's called human capital, sometimes it's human capital management, human capital resources, sometimes they throw capital in there, sometimes they don't. You need to find out what it's called at any rate within your organization and you need to get to know these people. Who are they? Why do you need to know them? Well, one thing is that they are often the people who manage the resources, hence human resources, the resources related to employees. A lot of times they will have the numbers like how many man hours you're allowed in your division, your section. Sometimes they have like the chart for the entire organization so they know how many widgets are counted by hours in every section along the way. They know the rules or at their fingertips have the handbooks and the information regarding sick leave. When can sick leave be taken? When can it not be taken? And under what circumstances is it appropriate or not appropriate? Vacation time. What are the requirements for vacation time? What goes into play there? Uh, to back up on sick leave a little bit, I worked at an organization one time that if you called in sick on Friday and Monday was a holiday and then you called in sick Tuesday, you did not get paid for the Monday holiday. So something to consider. Do you know how all that works within your organization? So important to know. Family medical leave. What does FMLA mean? Family Medical Leave Act. What does it mean? How is it applied? Are you using it accurately? Be sure you find out. What about veterans? Do you have any veterans in your organization? So what benefits are they entitled to? What if they're in the National Guard or they're in the reserves and they've got their two weeks in the summer? Well, what if they're called up? Do you have to give them a job when they come back to work? How does that play out? What do you have to do there? The people in human resources are the ones who know. What about funerals? How much time do they get? Do they get time? Do they have to take vacation time? I had a friend once who 
was asking a group of us if we were given paid leave for a funeral. And we were, but in my case, if it was a close family member, I could take sick leave. If it was a friend, I could take vacation time where I was. It was called annual leave. But I had to take leave of some sort. I couldn't just not be at work. And another friend of mine said her organization lumped sick leave and vacation time all in one pot. It was one pot of time. And she had to take leave. And this friend of ours was saying that she was fighting with her boss and her owner. It was a small organization because she had taken a week off because her mother-in-law had passed away and in 25 years of being in the same industry she had never once taken her own personal time whether it be sick time or vacation time for a funeral for any kind of death and all the you know the things related to a death so find out what the policy is somebody has a handbook out there find out what it is and if an employee comes to you and asks about it don't just answer them be sure you tell them I'm going to find out and then do the right thing follow up and find out get the right answer and be able to quote the handbook the other thing they can help you with is the employee assistance program I don't know how large an agency you have to be because I'm not an HR expert and I do not even pretend to be that's why I know you need to call them but the employee assistance program they have counselors who can help most organizations you can go to a counselor three times unpaid and they help you through like a short event to get you some guidance to work through it and then they will refer you to somebody else hopefully on your medical insurance will help cover or defray the cost of that so they can help you with the um, employee assistance program also when it comes to discipline I cannot stress this enough and I cannot say it often enough you never want to discipline an employee and Less, you have already gone to the human resources department and sought their guidance let me say that again never discipline an employee without having gone to human resources and sought their guidance why not why don't I just discipline them I have a book I read it I know what to do you don't want to do it without human resources because you need their support you need to be sure that you are following the rules to the letter of the law you have to follow all of the rules now the second piece of that is do not discipline an employee without going to your boss and making sure you have complete management support it's a two-pronged system HR and your managers I had a colleague of mine one time went to HR they had it all lined out she followed all the policies and procedures that HR told her she needed to she followed them she moved forward and when not her boss but her boss's boss got wind of it boom it was all shut down and she was not allowed to discipline the employee and there were problems after that make sure you have it all on an evaluation for doing a 
um, session that I facilitated, a, a training session, so I shared these kinds of examples and said, go to HR. And someone put on the evaluation something to the effect of, it would be really nice if Jennifer had, if this was a state agency, by the way, it would have been nice if Jennifer had worked for the state so she knew our HR policies. And I really wished I had known who had written that because it doesn't really matter if I had worked for the state or not because every single incident of disciplining an employee, you go to HR. So it doesn't really matter if I worked there or not. Conceptually, I know the policies and procedures and I know I would never start the discipline process without having gone to HR. They are going to want to know, did you give them constructive feedback? Did you document every time you talked to them? Did they have the opportunity to learn exactly what you wanted them to do? So there's a whole list of things you as the supervisor need to do to ensure that your employee was capable of doing the job or had all the tools uh, at their fingertips to be able to do the job. The other thing is, oftentimes we think something is a performance issue. Typically, when you need to discipline an employee, it falls under one of two things. It's either conduct or performance. And we try to tie everything to performance, which can be the proper, you know, mode, the proper path to follow, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's actually their conduct. You gave them a direct order to turn in a report Friday at noon and they did not do it. So they failed to disobey an order. So now it's a conduct issue, not a performance issue. Again, that's an HR question and HR discussion. In my agency, it was much easier to terminate an employee for conduct versus performance. And the reason was performance, you kept giving them an opportunity to improve, but conduct is when they balked, just flat out balked one way or the other. They broke whatever you know, rules of conduct uh, that had been outlined. So is it a performance issue? Is it a conduct issue? Several times I had people come back and say, wow, HR told me it was a conduct issue and I thought it was performance. So again, make friends with your HR people. The downsides to skipping HR. Now I've already kind of mentioned they can overturn your decision, which so what's the problem with that if you're overturned? Well, you can lose face with your employees. Not only the employee you disciplined, but the other employees because you know they're going to tell everybody. Even though you keep it quiet and you keep your mouth shut, you know they're going to tell everybody. So now they're wondering, do you really have the power or clout to discipline them and make them do what they're supposed to do? Well, the answer is yes, absolutely you do. And you will discipline in the future, need be, you will. But you've kind of lost a little bit of face. 
you also will have lost face with your boss, especially if you didn't get their blessing stepping into it. That can be a problem. But most importantly of all, you will lose confidence in yourself. And you will lose confidence in your discernment, your ability to decide, is this important, is it not? And I want to remind you that you need to have your list handy. We've talked about this before. What are the things that you have done that made you successful so you got to the point you're at right now? Focus on those. You are a successful person. You are a smart person. You're in your position because of all the skills and abilities you brought to the table. So you're in this position. You made a mistake. Let it go and move on. Also, you can follow every rule out there. You can go to HR. You can get their blessing. You can use all the letters prescribed to you by HR. Then you can have your boss's blessing. You can have everything buttoned up so tightly, so neatly, so ready to go, and it ends up backfiring anyway. And what do you do at that point? You let it go. Why? You followed all the policies and procedures. You did everything within your power, and for whatever reason, someone overturned it. Let it go. It doesn't matter. You will move forward. If that person really should have been disciplined and you got overturned, they will do something in the future. You don't have to worry about it. It will happen. Discipline is the last resort. It comes after you have given feedback. It comes after you have provided all the training and guidance that you possibly could. And then you step into discipline. Discipline is never punitive. You discipline to correct behavior to make them a valuable part of your team. If in the end you're unsuccessful at making them a valuable part of your team, it does become punitive and they end up being able to take their valuable skills someplace else. I'm Jennifer Takagi with New Manager Media and I look forward to connecting with you soon. Thank you for joining today. Please hop on over to iTunes to leave us a review and share our channel with your friends and family. Head over to TakagiConsulting.com slash gift for a great free gift. Also, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and TakagiConsulting.com. We would love to hear from you. And may your days be filled with more success than you ever dreamed possible.